0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
1: And welcome to a day long on mindfulness of death. And I'd like to, to welcome you as my friends and siblings in birth old age, sickness, and death, because we're all in this together. None of us are different. In fact, I'm going to ask you to look around the room, greet each other, welcome each other, because today, part of what we'll be doing today is um, supporting each other in this exploration. As many of you who 've sat with me before, my style isn't so much the sage on the stage talking, and you through osmosis getting all the information. there will be some dharmets and some information, of course, some some um, ideas and, and some teachings that I will share, and a lot of it is actually you um, through your own practice, whether it's in silent meditation or through interactive exercises that I will guide you through with others, really contemplating together. There's a lot of wisdom um, in this community. There's a lot of wisdom that is shared and it comes out, a lot of realizations that can come out as you're, exchange, as you're speaking, as you're reflecting in an interactive exercises with this topic, really engaging um, in a engaged way instead of kind of in just sitting back and listening. So so, so with that, again, I'd like to invite you to look around, welcome each other, welcome yourself, welcome each other ah, to this exploration. And also as you're looking around and smiling and welcoming each other, realizing that as a part of this reflection, all of us are mortal. None of us, not a single person in this room, will be alive in a hundred years. A pretty stark realization. We just won't be here. That's the way. That's the way it goes. So, I'd like to s- actually start with a guided meditation for us to just arrive together and settle together. How does that sound? So, invite you to. Get yourself comfortable in your chair in your cushion. And if you need more props right now, it's a good time to get up and get them. Ah Landing, landing in your chair. Landing in this body in this moment. arriving, arriving more fully, arriving here. In this moment in time, in this body, And settling into this body, really arriving. And if you're sitting on a chair, feeling the bottom of your feet on the floor. And if you're on a cushion, the bottoms of your legs and feet. a sense of groundedness. Feeling your set bones on the chair or the cushion. The contact points. feeling perhaps, the contact points, touch points in your hands, just receiving, receiving the sensations in your hands, softness, hardness, warmth or coolness, tingling, Feeling the contact points between your lips, your tongue, your mouth. Noticing any sensations in the body that call to you. The whole body sitting and breathing. Noticing the sensations of the breath, the in-breath and the out-breath in the abdomen. Just receiving the breath. Notice I'm not inviting you or asking you to breathe because breathing is happening on its own. Just simply noticing that breathing is happening and receiving the sensations. In-breath and the out-breath. Stretching, contracting. letting your whole body be soft and relaxed. Soft, relaxed. Just relaxing and receiving. One breath at a time, allowing the mind to settle down. For the breath to serve as a lullaby, if and when you notice your mind is resting your attention awareness is resting on a thought or a plan or memory, it's okay simply noticing what attention is resting on and ever so gently, ever so gently inviting it back to rest in the body, in the breath sensations of the breath taking a refuge in this moment, putting aside, putting aside any busyness. Noticing how soothing, how relaxing, how settling the lullaby of breath can be. Just calming, arriving, welcoming yourself. Arriving in this moment, this moment right here, this moment that has never been and will never be in this way. This moment of being alive in this body with this sense of awareness. Quite miraculous, actually. This being alive. This body. Breathing on its own. Sensing, feeling, cognizing. Dropping in, relaxing into, relaxing into the felt sense of being alive in this moment, expanding into, landing deeply. into the sense of aliveness, whatever it is. I'm not trying to understand it cognitively, but experiencing it firsthand as a first person exploration, a scientist of your own body and mind. What is this aliveness? Dropping it in as a koan into your body. And just dropping it without expecting, without demanding. Any explanations? And for the last moments of this practice, I'd like to invite you to hold yourself. Hold this unique being that is you sitting in your chair, in your cushion. It has never been and never will be in this shape or form again. Holding yourself with appreciation for the amazing being that you are, whose dimensionality you can't quite understand yourself. In some ways, you understand this being that is you, but not in every way. So offering appreciation to the beauty, magnificence, dimensionality, unfathomability of this being that you take to be yourself. who is perhaps in many ways above and beyond your own imagination. And also expanding that sense of appreciation, the goodwill, from yourself to others in this room. Extending your goodwill, friendliness, and kindness to all of these beings who are also dimensionally unfathomable. in their beauty and grace. Offering appreciation and goodwill, kindness to yourself. And everyone here in this room (coughs) practicing with you today. as we arrive more fully into our being here together. So I'd like to say a few things about about the day. So there will be various interactive exercises. There will be some writing exercises. Um, and... Um, We'll have a lunch break sometime around, I think, twelve thirty for an hour, and um, maybe I'll give you. So, so here are plans. I have more material. I I, I have taught um, seven day retreats on mindfulness of death, so I have enough material for seven days. So, and usually when I do day longs like this, um, I have more material that can be covered in one day. And I pick and choose sometimes actually in real time what makes sense, what's alive, based on what arises in the interaction in the community. So that's by the way of saying that we co-create this day long together based on what you bring in with your questions, your reflections, um, what arises in the field of all of us together, this day long will be shaped and formed. So by saying this, I'd like to invite you to to really feel that you are a co-creator of this day long together here, taking uh, responsibility for your own experience and this is your your life your day you're spending a whole day of your life right and what you put in as much as you put in today you will get back if you kind of sit back and say well i'll see what she's got to offer eh, you may not get a lot back but if you're engaging really showing up as much as you can um truly as much as is available to you today Really, it will be much more meaningful to you. And from some of the people that I've heard before, it can it can be transform transformative in in the relationship to 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 death. So so with that, that's why I don't quite give you an outline. There are many things I have planned, but if I say them now, and then we kind of go a different direction. Like, wait, wait, you said you were going to do that, but. Anyway, but one thing that I usually like to do and it's kind of fun to do is writing our own obituaries and that's something that we'll do at the end, end-ish of the day. We'll see how things go. But I'll give you previews preview sort of around the edge of your seats. But a bit before that, there are many other things I will work with, with relationship with, to not knowing, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so, What I'd like to actually start by doing is to get us all into exploring into this field together, interactively, first. Um, And then I will be talking a little more and giving a little dharmet and talking more about death, etc. But maybe, yeah, so... So what I'd like to do is to invite us into groups of three. In, in a moment, we'll get into groups of three. And if you came here with someone, I suggest you don't be in a group with them, be uh, in, with, with others. And it's best if you're on the same level, either all, all on the floor or all on the chair. And the purpose, the the, the, the um, I'll tell you what the prompt is. And how we're going to engage with each other. Um, so the exploration that we'll be doing together is talking about your relationship to death. What is your relationship to death right now? And our relationship to death a lot of times is based on our history. Maybe in childhood, you know, the first time that we came across death. Uh, Maybe it was a pet, maybe a loved one, a relative, and how the family talked about it or handled it. Sometimes we've had uh, our our own personal experiences with loved ones uh, passing away when we were older. Maybe we didn't have experience when we were younger. Maybe we've had brushes with death ourselves. Um, Maybe we have we have a lot of fear maybe we have some curiosity you know just there's so many things to explore about what is our relationship to death maybe our relationship is i don't want to talk about it um and what is that like where is that avoidance coming from the 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 sense of um not wanting to engage with it but but then again you're here so you want to engage with it so so in a way of starting to actually settle in, settle into what is a lie for you? Why, what brings you here? What is your relationship uh, to death? To, to make the unseen seen. And just to put that in, in context as a way of practice, when we talk about mindfulness, a better translation of the word mindfulness or sati is awareness, to be aware of something. And what. I am inviting you to do in this exercise is to become aware, is to become aware of the mindset, aware of your relationship, aware of what is already happening for you. And you might say, well, I'm already aware. Well, hang in here with me. Because the, the process of actually being held witness by two other human beings who are not interrupting you, are not saying, "Oh yeah, me too are not trying to either comfort you or or impress you. They're just serving as human mirrors and giving you their full, complete attention and presence you might you might end up seeing and hearing things today that you didn't quite see before connections might arise in your own thinking, in your own cognition, in the way in this framework that you hold the. That may not have been aware, you may not have been aware of. And I know that this has happened for me. And, and as I um, engage, when I teach this, um, when I engage myself, it's like, oh, it it f- uh, drops in more deeply. I know I've done this work for so long, but yet there's always more to explore, more to explore. So So opening up to it with curiosity about yourself like hey I'm curious what's going to come up what, what I might see about my own self about my relationship um, in, in this way so, so the, the prompt as I mentioned is what is your relationship to death historically right now just how are you with death right now at the start of the day to really get into the field landing and in terms of the the process which is just as important as the content the process which is the way we hold each other and the way we offer our presence mindfulness of listening and speaking the process being just as important so with mindfulness of listening I'll ask you to become aware embodied as you're listening, so let's start practicing right now. As you're listening to me, see if you can feel a part of your body. Maybe your sit bones on the cushion. Maybe your hands. Maybe your feet on the floor. Maybe your breath. Can you feel a part of your body, feel embodied while you are hearing me, listening to me? Yeah, not too hard, right? Can We can do this. So keep our eyes open here and also yes feel feel embodied anchored grounded in some way okay now I'm gonna up the ante okay so now see if you can listen with your whole body as if your body is an organ of hearing offering your full presence what is that like don't try to figure it out just like ah, huh, what if you dropped in relaxed, and just received just received Received in a receptive mode. Okay. Another aspect of listening, mindful listening, is listening with kindness. Listening with kindness towards yourself, holding yourself with kindness, and holding the other person with kindness. Um, And if judgments arise, hearing them, listening them as if it's a voice, like, oh, well, thank you for your opinion, and then letting them go okay offering offering kindness also to the judgments too you don't have to badger them just kind of like kindly oh thank you just kind of a kind thank you but not now and also as you're listening the embodiment the, the uh, besides embodiment and offering kindness you're not <clears throat> thinking about what you're going to say you're Dropping all of that as thoughts come up. Trusting that when your turn comes, what needs to happen, what needs to come out, is going to come out. Okay? With a mindfulness of speaking, in a way similar, try to stay embodied if you can, but it's harder. You will lose it. Don't self-flagellate. It's fine. Offering kindness to yourself. Holding yourself with kindness. And others too. And knowing that what you're speaking from your heart, sharing as much or as little as you wish, and you're speaking for your own benefit, you're not speaking to educate, to impress, to X, Y, Z, others. You are speaking to be held witness. These other beautiful beings are just serving as human mirrors. So you're speaking for your own benefit and exploring and they're supporting you in this way, in this exploration, in this practice. And, and yeah, um, so, so mindfulness of listening, number one, what are you doing? Principle one? Yeah, embodiment. You're being embodied. Either feeling a part of your body or listening with your whole body. Number two? Kindness. Offering kindness. Number three? No planning. (laughs) And with listening, I'm sorry, with speaking, number one? Actually, embodiment. We'll put it the same way. But embodiment is harder. That's why. And the number two is kindness to yourself and others, dropping the judgments if possible. And also knowing that, again, not planning, not, um, knowing that you're speaking for, for yourself and, and others are supporting you. Any question about the process? Okay. Any question about the prompt? Okay. So I will be timing you, and each person will have about six minutes which you might think is an eternity, but will go really fast. And I will ring a bell um, for you to pause and really take in, really take this as a formal practice of practicing with each other in community. Um, what else? Oh, yes. And and if you happen to, in, in rare occasions, if you happen to run out of things to say before six minutes, unlikely but if it should happen it's okay to just bow and go into silence and then if you think of more things you want to say you can just continue to speak the full time is yours okay so i invite you to please get into groups of three And if you need partners, raise your hand. So what was it like to engage in this way and share in this way? I'd love to hear from a few people. Please. Mike's coming your way. Thank you. Hi. Well, one thing
2: I noticed was that though I felt in my body when I was talking and I really appreciated um, listening, that there was this point where when I'm listening, I start to like fatigue and it happens in my, my life too, where if someone's talking to me and I'm just listening... And I didn't know really around what point that was, but because this is like a six-minute period and I had a couple people to talk, to listen to, to, it's like maybe around three or four minutes. And then I realized, oh, this is really so much the same as like when I'm trying to be with my breath. Like my mind just starts like wandering around because I, I think I'm just fatiguing. So then it's like bringing it back to, oh, okay, you're here there's sound, you're talking to me, I'm in my body, and just really connecting that this practice of listening to someone is not any different from me just sitting and, like, noticing, you know, where is my breath in my body? Like, I didn't really make that
1: connection before. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that, that how actually the practice of listening is a practice, not so different for you, you realize, than, than when you're noticing, when you're aware of your breath in your body, so becoming aware of your body while you're listening. So something profound, that connection, like, oh, and then I can notice when I start to get fatigued and where my mind is going and where my energy is going. I can do that while I'm in conversation. Nice. Thank you, and also um, just uh, to, to share with you, I set the alarm, uh, the timer for six minutes. But I usually listen to the energy in the room, and after six minutes, there was still a lot, so it was eight minutes. You ended up engaging with each other. Didn't want to cut you short. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> So what else did you notice in this? Yeah, thank you.
0: I uh, really love um, talking and sitting in this way because I think in a lot of conversation um, and probably because I have a background in performing, I notice myself when I'm speaking to, um, I really try to pay attention to the reactions to see how I'm coming across. Um, And in this way, I can't do that because we're not meant to, Um, get reactions we're meant to sit and listen so it was a really good way to for me to be aware of my tendencies kind of like you were saying in the instructions like don't try to educate don't try to like do all plan um and i noticed that it was there was some tension in me because the ways that i'm i'm used to communicating Mm -hmm. didn't work in this setting um and in fact we were communicating for ourselves Mm. which i guess i don't do very often ah and, and
1: what did it feel like to communicate for yourself in this context? I'm not
0: sure how successfully I, I did it, but I, right. it was good to, to notice yeah. um, and yeah. um, more importantly notice with loving kindness for myself of, okay. yeah, of the ways that I'm habitually trying to do things. And now that I'm um, more aware of it, I can keep kind of working to, to change that flow a little bit.
1: Beautiful. Bringing awareness to it. Yeah, Thank you
3: yeah I notice in our daily life that is I find a yearning to connect more deeply with people, and uh, I love the fact that don 't know these these two wonderful human beings yet I was able to cry and share some of what arose, and that 's just such a big what is considered a very personal thing that we don't generally have the space and ability or not encouraged to talk about, um, or you end up being with people who feel, I feel like they don't have access to it. So for me, I just loved the, the freeness and not feeling like, oh, I can't say this. What will this other person think if I actually cried? I just met them. None of that. It was just being and feeling safe and feeling, feeling just being there and connecting and listening and learning. It was beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: I'm talking about death in in this little group uh, sort of allowed to, to shine in a, a new or a different way of looking at um, at being and at daily life which sort of released so many of the underlying fears and tensions and concerns about isolation or worries that are sort of Kept down and don't make sense in the in in daily life as it as it often unfolds, and so talking about death kind of um, permitted that this this other way of looking, which, which opened things up and helped things it helps things make a lot more sense, um, and also led to a feeling of sort of lightness and joy. As those tensions could be exposed and and released.
1: Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate you bringing that up, and and also something that I wanted to share came up in our group as as we were not divisible by three. So I I was lucky enough to engage myself and be in the group today, and came up that oh so um, I- I- another aspect of what you're speaking about is. Is a sense of joy, a sense of ease, can come up. Actually, talking about this topic that often people consider to be dark and sad and difficult, and and there's it, it's okay to have all these different emotions or attitudes, even humor, uh, joy, peace, ease, sadness, anger, whatever it is. Welcoming all, allowing all of it to be there. Um, a sense of a sense of freedom. Actually, with respect to this topic, because it 's a part of our lives, and th- yeah it 's it's, it's freeing and coming back to what you were sharing, a sense of freedom in in, in releasing the emotions instead of as if, um, instead of bo- bottling them up. yeah, thank you. what else right here.
5: I think. <coughs> I feel grateful for the opportunity to uh, listen and talk about death uh, it 's been described as beautiful, um, primordial comes to mind uh, it's one thing to read about death, the death of others i I listen to the news every day. death makes the news every day. Um, it's another thing to be obliged to explore my own impermanence, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a very interesting experience. Thank you, mm-hmm. and and I want to thank the people in my group who shared. It's um, it's. Exposing oneself, it's being vulnerable. And uh, and for me, I, I would like to be more aware of um, my own impermanence, which I think would put a lot of the challenges I face into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And so hopefully I will what I learned today um, what, what I would be reminded of today will um, will help me improve my quality of life yeah.
1: every day so, thank you thank you so I appreciate you bringing all of these points in especially about <coughs> using death excuse me as a wise advisor as Carlos Castaneda puts it to to live more fully, r- being aware, being continuously aware of our impermanence, that this show must end, and it will end, whether or not we like it, and it will end, we don't know when, we have no idea when. So keeping that truth of of our own impermanence clearly in mind, as a wise advisor on our shoulders, can help us live more fully and more according to our values. And that's um, something I will talk about more um, when I give my little dharmet after we take the, the bio break. Yeah, thank you. Any other reflections? Anything else you, you'd you like to bring into the room to share How? what else came up for you from this? And everything is welcome.
6: Yeah. Um, thank you. One, one thing that came up in the reflections between each other in this silly really wonderful container was around um, sort of the fear of death underlying so many other things and and also there's so many different layers of it like like your personal then your family and and close relatives and friends and people around you community and and as you were bringing in the news right and so much happening in the world and so many different layers of it and that that fear that is we, we're not allowed to talk about and how we're we're not um as you're you're bringing in like kind of it's not encouraged in any way to talk and kind of go into it like what is that and engage with it and it sort of keeps manifesting in so many other ways Mm -hmm. and sort of realizing how it underlies so much in our daily life and kind of that knob inside that sort of um It's it's in such complex relationship with other parts of life and without sort of going deeper into it, like it won't just dissolve. Right, And and just, again, like going back to being grateful for like having this experience
1: here. Yeah, great. Thank you. I so appreciate you you bringing that up because that's essentially what you're talking about is what's um, uh, termed terror management theory in a field of psychology Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll talk more about it these are all great these are all the things I'll be talking about because there is so much terror about our death and there is so much psychological uh, rigmarole that we engage in as individuals and as as uh, societies to manage the terror in shopping and in distraction and in rituals and in so many things or uh, there, there's yeah basically so much energy we spend to keep the terror at bay and bottled up um, and and i 'll talk about that in terror management theory when we come back from our bio break. thank you, so I think might be a good time for a bio break so let 's come back in ten minutes it 's about eleven let 's come back at eleven <laughs> ten <laughs>